Hey, kinksters. I'm pleased to say that Sophia Gray has got the perfect gift for you, our favorite friends of the podcast. Starting in March, use the promo code SGSHOW at checkout for 10% off all seller memberships and buyer coins packages on sophiagray.com. That's S-G-S-H-O-W. Thanks so much for listening. And now on with the show. The Sophia Gray Show. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, listeners and kinky friends. Welcome to the Sophia Gray Show, where we discuss all things sex, kinks, and fetishes. From the sex stories to the latest trends in the erotic world, we talk taboo transparently. This podcast is brought to you by Sophia Gray, the largest used underwear marketplace. I'm Lacey Bloom, and once again, I find myself alone. But it's only for a short matter of time until my dearest, dearest Tracy Bus returns to me, ready to record again. I don't know if you know this, but Tracy and I have lives and work outside of the podcast. So sometimes, you know, that gets the best of us. I'm I'm sure, especially in the past year, everybody has sort of had to prioritize things differently. And this is just one of those things that, you know, sometimes we might be a little late with our recordings or it might just be me, it might just be Tracy, but either way, know that we so appreciate everybody who listens to the show. We have so much fun recording the show and doing our research. You know how sexy we think research is. But um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things that takes some time and you know, uh, sometimes we don't have the time for it. So Tracy will be back soon. We will have uh, new episodes with the two of us coming later in the month. But in the meantime, you've got me. And as anybody who listens to this podcast knows, I love food. So I thought today we would talk about the best foods to up your sex drive. Now, this is based off of an article that we released some time ago on the Sophia Gray blog. So you're more than welcome to reference this one, as well as go and read all of the amazing blogs that our team and writers create. But I have a fascination with food. I have a fascination with sex. And when I can combine those two passions, I will. So um, what I find fascinating is that there are certain things we eat that influence how we feel, our our mood, um, and in addition, just how frisky or fallow we feel. And this is something that's often overlooked, you know, by people in general, but also by the standard American diet, which we refer to as sad (laughs) because it is. (laughs) So, um, I mean, in general, speaking, you know, specifically about the United States, instead of looking at our vitality and vigor, the U.S. thinks mostly about food as a ticket to weight loss. So at the expense of nutrients and good sex, most people are focused a little bit more on losing just a few more pounds. Um, Not today. Today, we are not talking about how to lose weight, how to eat less. No, 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 no. I am a firm believer in boosting that libido by any means necessary. So We're going to talk about upping your sex drive and what better time to do this as we see so many people getting vaccinated, 
we're coming up on summer. I am anticipating a a roaring 20s in the next few years. We want to get back out there and mingle and have sex, and this will be a good way to prepare. So let's talk about some libido boosters. Now, in general, I think a lot of people go to oysters. That's like the first thing that you might think of. Um, However, there are plenty more to choose from. So we're going to start with one of my favorite foods, and that is dark chocolate. So dark chocolate has long been touted as one of the sexiest foods on the planet. Um, But there isn't necessarily the science to back up that claim. However, in chocolate's defense, because let's face it, I will always defend chocolate, it is irrefutably, as far as I'm concerned, delicious. And it's also a great thing to lick off your partner's body. So I will say I think chocolate is a great way to start. Is it a proved libido booster? No. However, I think because of the texture and the way that you can use chocolate, especially dark chocolate, it's a tasty treat that will put anybody in the mood. How about raspberries. So now we're getting into the actual science here. Just in case you need another excuse to devour the juicy, juicy raspberries, it turns out that eating raspberries can actually help boost your libido in new and exciting ways. And that is thanks to the presence of, and excuse me as I try to pronounce scientific words, phytonutrients. Um, which work hard to enhance your libido. And if that wasn't enough, they also increase your blood flow. So if you're looking to get, you know, blood moving to a certain part of the body or parts of the body, there you go. Thank you to the raspberries. Um, Now, if you want the added boost, you'll actually want to get your hands on some black raspberries because they are mega packed with all the good stuff. Um, And in general, I've heard this this rule of thumb applied to leafy greens and darker foods in general. The darker the food, the more nutrition it packs. Um, So that's a great rule of thumb to have just in general when picking up foods um, rich in nutrients, you know, to increase your libido, but also, you know, eat well to know that the darker the food, the more nutrition it does pack. So moving on from raspberries. We've got a couple spices, and we're not just talking about keeping things spicy, but cinnamon and nutmeg, basically the yummiest ingredients in a pumpkin pie. But cinnamon and nutmeg have actually been proven to boost your performance in the bedroom, and that is thanks to their warming properties. Um, They, for years, have been used as aphrodisiacs. I thought that was so fascinating. I love some history. I love some research. And um, they've got the studies to back this up. So cinnamon works by increasing blood flow while also soothing and reducing stress. I think that makes perfect sense to me because think about all of the candles and essential oils that are out there that you burn. I mean, when we think of fall scents and flavors, we think of cinnamon and nutmeg and pumpkin. And there is a soothing quality just to the smell. So it makes sense that they would reduce some stress and be soothing to your mood. Nutmeg is also similar to uh, the same properties that cinnamon has, but it does 
carry some interesting or shall we say curious qualities. So chances are you've already heard of the high that some people chase by consuming a bizarre amount of nutmeg. I know I've seen YouTube videos about it in the past few years. And if you haven't, all it takes is a quick Google search. Turns out when you eat enough nutmeg, you can experience a sense of euphoria and actually hallucinations alongside what follows, which would be intense nausea and all the other gross, nasty side effects. (laughs) So the cause of that is a compound found in nutmeg called meristicin. That's probably wrong, but that's the best pronunciation we're going to get on this podcast. And basically, meristicin is is, uh, similar to MDMA. Basically, nutmeg can feel like natural um, ecstasy. So don't go eating entire nutmegs just yet um, because it's going to have the negative effects that you might experience with like a bad trip. Um, That's definitely not going to put you in the mood. Well, most of us, I'll say, most of us don't enjoy puking out our guts um, and then trying to get sexy. So if that's not your thing, um, the hallucinations and confusion would probably shut down any sexy time that would follow. If you just sprinkle a little bit of nutmeg and cinnamon, though, into, say, a mold wine or some cobbler or I happen to love it in some oatmeal, some morning oats, I think you will find that you can enjoy all of the good and none of those strange, scarier side effects. But let's move on to maca. Maca is another thing that I will sprinkle onto my oats in the morning, and this is an absolute must if you're hoping to have a libido that just won't quit. Because thanks to some incredible health benefits, maca has been known as a powerful root that can boost your sex drive offer energy, improve brain function, and even minimize menopause symptoms and shrink enlarged prostates. Damn, that's a lot of stuff. So basically, if you need it for having sex, if you're having any sort of issues in that area, maca can fix it. So um, the, the evidence on maca is pretty much limited and also very largely anecdotal. Um, however, it's still it's still early. These are early studies and they're showing it to be very promising. In fact, a, um, a sex therapist and sexologist named Jenny Schuyler said that maca might just be so good for sex because the plant's roots are rich in magnesium and fiber. And we already know those are good for improving stamina and well-being. So Obviously, if that's the root of maca, then we know that it's going to have some good effects. So whatever it is, this mild and earthy powder, it's it's tasty enough to add some flavor to juices, smoothies, breakfast, whatever. And whether you're looking to just boost your sex drive or you want to maintain a healthy libido as you go through lifestyle changes like menopause, there's no reason not to incorporate maca on the regular as far as I'm concerned. And we're talking about just three milligrams of it a day to throw into your morning smoothie or oatmeal or what have you. Um, and I think I think three milligrams a day will make a huge difference. 
Now let's talk about what I consider to be the sexiest mineral of them all, and that is zinc. (laughs) Zinc, I'm sure everyone is probably familiar with because it's it's one that we know has health benefits. Um, I know anytime I'm feeling like a cold might be coming on or I'm catching a flu, you know, I rush to the store and grab some zinc pills or um, uh, what what is the emergency, which is, you know, vitamin C and there's also zinc in there as well. So zinc is full of health benefits. Um, one of the key things is to power is the power to boost the libido. It's got plenty of options beyond that or health benefits beyond that. However, um, it is a great way to boost the libido. So thankfully, there is no lack of tasty ways to incorporate zinc. It's, It's very mild. You can find the mineral in cashews, pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds. As I mentioned, there's also like additional zinc vitamins and tablets that you can get. Um, If you're not much for breakfast, you can also get your daily dose of zinc in chickpeas, lentils, and believe it or not, even cocoa. So, um, you know, between those and supplements, you've got a lot of options with your zinc. Um, Now, keep in mind, zinc is not... The beauty of zinc is that it might not have you rolling in the hay, shall we say, overnight, um, but it builds a great foundation for having more big orgasms in the long run, and it's an essential way to boost your bedroom game for good. So we're talking about long-term effects with zinc. Don't expect to take a zinc supplement and then jump right into bed with somebody and have the most incredible sex you've ever had because of zinc. It's not Viagra. Um, so before, but don't let that get you down. Before you start thinking you're going to throw in the towel and, you know, run to instant gratification with something like Viagra, just try adding a little zinc to your diet and see what happens naturally. Now, the next thing is actually one of my favorite breakfast foods, and that is a solid bowl of oatmeal. It seems like a lot of these ideas actually tie in great to breakfast. And breakfast is one of my favorite meals. I could eat breakfast all day, every day. And oatmeal is one of my go-tos. So all of the things I've talked about so far are actually present in a morning bowl of oats. But it also turns out that the oats themselves are bursting with sizzling amounts of zinc protein, and other essential nutrients that will help you get off in the morning and burning till the evening. So I won't say, I won't go as far as to say we should be incorporating oats into our bedroom play itself, (laughs) but you know what, to each their own. Um, But a good bowl of oatmeal is so healthy that you know, you're getting a lot of out of out of this one bowl of oatmeal. Um, And I will say an oat face mask uh, will go a long way two to keep that complexion nice and tight. All right, a couple more. Saffron. Saffron is something I'm less experienced using, um, but I love the smell. I think it has a fantastic flavor. I think anytime I've had saffron, what I love most about it is that it's it can be incorporated into both sweet and savory dishes. 
Um, and what's really interesting is that it is considered to be an aphrodisiac. So the herb, the herb's sexy effects are most notable when it comes to people who take antidepressants. So in two different studies, scientists found that people with depression and on antidepressants had a significant boost to their sex drives compared to people on antidepressants who didn't add any saffron to their lives. How cool is that? So if you are taking antidepressants or one of your partner or partners is, this could be a great way to boost your libido. Um, We know that any sort of medication or um, hormones can have a dramatic effect on our bodies and by nature on our libidos. And that's not to say that that affects everyone. That's not to say that saffron will be the cure-all for everybody if you do find your libido suffering because of the fact that you're taking antidepressants. However, I mean, I think it's worth a try. In another study, it was also shown to be a significant mood booster overall um, and one that could fight depression as effectively as the antidepressants themselves. Again, this is by no means me telling you to substitute saffron for the antidepressants that you may be taking. However, do your research. We love our research. And, you know, give it a shot. Um, I mean, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is that you have some delicious meals with saffron in them. Because like I said, saffron can make things sweet, savory. It's, it is a crowd pleaser. So I don't think it would hurt to try Um, But that's just my two cents. All right. Now that we've mentioned a few libido boosters, I do want to give a word of warning for some libido killers. Um, I, I think most recently we've paid attention a lot more to what we are eating. Not so much in terms of Am I going to lose weight? Am I going to drop a pant size? Is this going to, by not eating gluten, am I going to, you know, be more quote unquote healthier? Um, however, what what's important is sort of more of how do these foods make you feel? How do these affect your energy levels, your moods? Um, and also, in this case, we're going to be talking about how some of these foods affect your libido in a negative light. So, What's weird is that I'm going to start with berries. And I know that I said black raspberries and raspberries in general are a wonder food for our libidos, but it also turns out they can do the opposite if the berries aren't organic. Hmm. I have an issue with this because I don't typically shop organic and I think it's more of just not shopping intentionally organic. I shop for what foods look the best to me. Now, don't come at me. I know that this is probably the wrong decision to be making when it comes to my produce. However, um, too often people write organic off as optional. I'm one of those people, so I can admit that. Often, we dismiss organic as a thing reserved for people who you know, really love the planet. They're very conscious of what they're putting in their bodies. They're super strict about their diets. But the truth is that organic is not just a choice that soothes a conscious. Saying no to pesticides is actually vital to our health, preventing cancer, upping your sex drive. Um, 
if you just dip your toes into any database of research, and I I researched this one further because this was one that stuck out to me as something that does affect me, you will see that there have actually been numerous studies on the way that pesticides mess with our body's abilities to have regular and expected hormone production. So why why are berries such a problem? Well, for starters, they're more pesticide-ridden than most fruits and veggies. So that's that's the main issue. Um, in fact, the state of California, which is where Tracy and I both hail from, found that on average 300 pounds of pesticides are put on each acre of strawberries, and more than 50 different pesticides linger on your average blueberry. So when it does come to berries, because we know that berries can also be a libido booster, shop organic. Buy organic. (laughs) Something else to avoid um, as a, uh, you know, a libido killer, shall we say, (laughs) are, oh gosh, and I know that I'm going to pronounce this wrong, phthalates, phthalates, There's a silent P, I think. We'll go with phthalates. Um, So phthalates might not sound like a thing that would necessarily find its way into your food very often. I mean, it sounds like something that's an additive, right? Um, Think again. In the United States, we have the mentality that the less we know about our food, the better. And again, I can subscribe to this. Ignorance is bliss. I think we apply this to a lot of things outside of the food that we put in our bodies. If you want a sex life for the books, keep that libido up. It starts with learning about what you're putting into your body. And also that includes knowing what a phthalate is. So this was news to me because once again, I am also ignorant when it comes to this. A chemical compound that helps keep plastics supple. Phthalates have weaseled their way into some surprising corners of our lives. They crop up in shower curtains and Tupperware. You will find them in soda bottles and face cream. And they are even part of our fast food and dairy products. So basically, if it's not a whole organic food that is not wrapped in plastic, phthalates are probably somewhere in there. And I don't want to scare anybody, but I do just want to kind of put out the fact that they do potentially have serious consequences like testicular cancer, endometriosis, pregnancy complications, infertility, because they're chemicals. Um, And it goes without saying that a chemical can do so much wrong with your hormones. So of course that would affect your sex drive. So I think it's just important to recognize what you're putting into your body and limit what you can um, that comes from plastic packaging. So limit the things you eat um, that come from the plastic packaging. Opt for a reusable water bottle made of stainless steel. Um, Stop microwaving plastic Let me tell you, that is a huge issue in my household because I grew up microwaving plastic containers, uh, you know, full of leftovers. Uh, But the microwaving habit can get even worse when you think about the amount of frozen foods that people eat, uh, yours, yours truly included. 
the packaging that frozen foods comes in exposes people to phthalates all over again. So again, um, basically it all boils down to uh, keep keep in mind what you're putting into your body. Keep a lookout for what's on the label and know that um, there's more than one reason why people are calling for everybody to be more sustainable, to to reuse containers, um, and especially less plastic. You see, especially in the States, we, we're using a lot less plastic in our grocery stores, in our restaurants. And it's not just for sustainability, it's also for health reasons. So look out for that. Here are a couple of initials I'm sure everyone has heard about, and that is BPA. BPA, I this is... I don't know if anybody knows this, um, but BPA, it's short for bis, oh God, again, these words, bisphenol A. Um, this is a little bit weird um, because I don't know about you, but I just hear the word or term BPA thrown around. I've never really known, nor have I actually asked what BPA stood for. So BPA was actually originally used as a hormonal birth control before it made its way into plastics all over your home. And we're talking about, again, single-use water bottles, shower curtains, soup cans, soda cans, Tupperware. You can even find it in tampons. Um, BPA is one that I think we hear people talk a lot about, especially around the water bottle controversy, but we don't know the details. So what we do know is that BPA disrupts our hormones, um, which again means that it's no wonder this chemical is a major libido stifler. Um, and you can have the best way to go about this is just to avoid BPA as much as possible. The main place to make this switch, believe it or not, I'm not even going to talk about water bottles, your shower, because hot water heats your curtain up. It leaches phthalates and BPA into the air, which then turns your shower space into one laced with toxins. I just about threw a fit when I read that detail because I have a plastic shower curtain. Never have taken to an account that something that's just surrounding me and not something that I'm actually putting into my body would have that effect on me. So um, you can buy phthalate and BPA-free shower curtains. I am going to order one immediately after this podcast. <laughs> um, and then beyond that, you know, when it comes to food, look for BPA-free cans, buy foods, again, not wrapped in plastic, and Choose glass containers whenever you can. I actually made the switch this past year to getting rid of any plastic Tupperware I had and just replacing it with glass Tupperware. Um, and bonus, they they last a lot longer. They are in great shape, um, a lot sturdier. So I'm a huge fan. Um, basically, here's the thing. You're never going to be able to know every single thing that's going into your food or the containers that your food is coming in. However, what you can do to limit your exposure to BPA and phthalates, and again, you're not shopping organic and not eating all the berries that are, you know, covered in pesticides. It's all about making conscious choices. Um, And that doesn't mean that you have to eat clean food. It doesn't mean um, that you have to cut out certain things. 
the secret to having good, there are so many secrets to having good sex. This is just one of them. This is just one improvement to make. If you're making improvements across the board, I I think it's safe to say that you will boost your libido. And by doing so, you can have better sex. Um, but at the same time, don't deprive yourself of eating delicious French fries or having a, a drink here and there. It's the thing we say about everything, keep it in moderation. Add some of the libido-boosting treats. Avoid these toxic plastics as much as you can. Um, and I think f- food is amazing. Sex is amazing. And when we can link one with the other, um, it's it's it makes me feel good. I can't speak for everybody else, but I know that it makes me feel great. And let's be honest, a canned tomato soup or a frozen dinner is never going to hold a candle to a big orgasm. So you can take that to the bank with you. Whether you're looking to buy or sell used panties, Sophia Gray has got you covered. If you want to earn some extra cash, you can set up your own shop in minutes and start selling your own used underwear. And they take no commission. You'll keep 100% of every single sale that you make. If you've got a kink for used panties and you're looking to buy your next pair, look no further. The whole process is completely anonymous. Sophia Gray will never share, store, or archive your personal information. The name Sophia Gray won't even appear on your bank receipt. So head on over to sophiagray.com to start selling or buying used panties now. If you're a fan of the podcast, we hope you'll subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming platform. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think. And while you're at it, feel free to share your feedback or questions by sending an email to podcast at sophiagray.com. Until next time, I'm Tracy Buzz. And I'm Lacey Bloom. And we're here to say, let them be kinky. There is no kink shaming here.